TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You can watch us do this show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. Follow WEEI on Twitch or... You can also uh, get us on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in WEEI live stream, bingo, bango, it'll pop right up, and you will be able to uh, watch us do this show. Coming up in uh, 20 minutes, we will get to the latest on the draft and NFL news and some coaching hirings, people who uh, may be leaving, may be coming in, all of uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, quickly, Christian, let's go to Randy in the car on bringing in Theo. Uh, Randy, good morning, and go ahead. Good morning, fellas. Really just want to talk about why, from a pure business perspective, bringing Theo back to the organization is one of the biggest dead giveaways that Fenway Sports Group is looking to sell this team within the next two years. So, if you look at uh, businesses in preparing for selling, one of the key drivers to valuation is their management team. So when you bring in a guy like Theo, who's seen so much, so much success everywhere he's gone, this is an incredible addition to the team that's going to be looking extremely attractive for a future buyer. So they're going to look at this move and say, hey, this is a great guy who's going to help the team succeed, and this is going to look really attractive for future buyers. So really, long story short, from a pure business perspective, this is going to increase the valuation of the Sox. He's probably going to be around for the next two years. They're going to sell. He's going to stick around for three to four uh, more years, get his buyout, make a ton of money. And all we can hope for is that a super rich billionaire who doesn't give a flying F about money is going to buy this team and be willing to spend. That's our best hope for the Red Sox moving forward. Thanks, guys. Okay, well, I would say, you know, the the greatest way to increase your valuation is to win. No. Mm. The greatest way to increase your valuation to a business person who does not care about winning is to show that you can make profit and money when you're not winning. So that way you can then, on a spreadsheet, say, when we spend X amount of money, here is how much extra has been pumped in. But even if you choose to run this like the guy from the A's, here is your minimum level of expected return on almost a yearly basis. Um, the bring, new guy bringing in Hyam Bloom to create value to some billionaire you who mean probably has Theo. his own. Yeah, like so bringing Theo in to, to somehow like, hey, let me show that. The, the franchise is in good hands. So when I do sell, you don't have to worry about it 
sinking because Theo's going to be here and he's going to make sure everything runs well, right? Like you, you're purchasing, you're also purchasing Theo, right? It's why Robert Kraft made sure that Jonathan Kraft was in a perfect position to learn the business down there. So whenever he is no longer on this earth, he's handing it to someone who knows what they're doing. That's his why son. I brought it's, up. It's a natural succession plan with his son who's right, in the which, building, who right. has been prepped and just and and really just went everything in his life was to to run this team at sure. some point in time. And you can do it like the dopey Ursays did, or you can do it the way the smart families have, which is it becomes a lineage, it's a part of your history, but you also learn the business from the inside out. So whether they're sons or not, there have been some who have been like, eh. If Hunter Biden, yeah. I mean, if Joe Biden owned an NFL team, I don't know if he'd be running well, to teach Hunter what to do. Using using a a son as a as a comparison to what Theo is going to be here for, it's just oh, re- yeah. it's ridiculous. It's no, not even that, close uh, to being uh, the same uh, thing. Theo is uh, again. There's the business end of it, and what that guy laid. Uh, these things don't. So we had a texture, but well, then how come he hasn't convinced them to sell? These things don't happen overnight. No, of course not. They're they're more. I, I I'm sure again. Find somebody who's going to, hey, you know what? I love this asset. I'll give you $4.5 billion for it. That's where they go, what, what, what? And then they start to talk about it. Ask Theo if he knows anybody who has that much money. No, it's more of the (laughs) somebody calls and says, hey, I'm interested. And guess who gets sent? Put him through Theo. Put him to to Theo. Yep, because let me ask you this. Who else over there you want vetting a new owner? A well, guy, I, I can, you mean I can all, think, all the guys here, who would exit the organization? Why does it have to be somebody in the organization? Like, we're talking about a uh, Fenway Sports Group. I would think there's multiple people available at their disposal to talk about the valuation and the acquisition of the Boston Red Sox. Okay, and none of those people are then, uh, none of those people are necessarily guaranteed to kind of have that same sort of say with the Red Sox when a new person comes in. That's why you have the one guy who is the conduit between both ownership groups. And again, I'll go back to look at Nick Khan at WWE. Brought him in when Vince was there. Then with the new company, there's your conduit of someone who is the president of that company. Mm. You bring in new ownership, and what is what what, what have I been hammering on new NFL owners? They do the dopey, you know, in vogue thing, and then four years later they go, eh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You're actually putting an adult in there in Theo Epstein who would have the ability to bridge the gap for a new owner so they don't go in and fall on their face. It's actually really smart business. I know, I know, you you and I are on opposite ends of this because I got the three-year vision working. No, when we're no, sitting no, here no, and they no. sell, and it's Theo who, Oh, they go, so, so it's no, Theo's going to get all the credit? Oh, yeah. Oh, when when we brought him in three years ago. When he's the guy who stays with the new owner, it'll be all the, uh, all the vindication I would so need. So does Sam Kennedy stay? Nope. If Sam Kennedy's gone too. Oh yeah. Every, or, or no 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 no. He just goes over to the Fenway. He just goes over to the rest of the he FSG gets repurposed. portfolio. Oh yeah. He gets repurposed. Okay. Oh, that's why all these people are tied into both. Because if you sell one of the assets, you then have the ability to keep the good people. Do you think the and people either who leave are in them the, or bring them in? You think the people in the building are wise to what's going on with Theo Epstein? You think the people in the building kind of are reading through all the bull crap that, I would, that's being fed to them? They saying, you know, I know what's happening here. I'm getting that. Then I would think most people would say later. If you're the guy 
who is uh, giving tours over there, I don't think you're in the know. If you are in the uh, upper levels of the business offices and you're just even, hell, an associate's degree in business, those people would be able to figure out, okay, I see what's going on here. And why, not all those people are necessarily motivated to leave. How do you know they don't have some kind of skin in the game? We automatically assume that people are, oh, it's going to be a sale. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm going to get a, uh, I'm going to get a quarter of a tick from whatever sale there is because of the, the, the role and the job that I'm in. So to automatically think that people would run, most of them would be run to money, which means they'd sit their ass down and wait for the whole thing to mature and be sold. Well, it should hopefully It'll make be it for a little bit more exciting. Hey, listen, maybe hey, I'm we'll wrong. See. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe I'm wrong and we'll get Theo breaking down the bullpen that the guy who apparently can't get the owner to do anything couldn't put together. No, you're, see, what you're doing is that's a hostile takeover. That's that's what that would be. That why, would, that's why, exactly it, it, what why, you just talked about. No, no, I never ago. said that he's going to be breaking that. He will. He's a baseball guy. He will. Be, he will be doing baseball things. That is what I said. He's going to hit some fungos out he, there. He may. He may put some cleats on. He may teach him how to play the ball off the wall. I mean, listen, it's tricky. They hey, Yoshida, to do you're that. doing it wrong. Oh man. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Our prayers have been answered, ladies and gentlemen. Joining the New England Patriots staff is Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, everyone. There we go. Are we going to... That we're not even gonna keep. No, 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 no. This Joining is, the staff as what? A I, consultant as a human. He's he's here. He's a uh, large. He's a large, intimidating person. I don't. I can't I believe they know. hired him. I think with that mustache. I uh, mean, oh my maybe. god! How can you hire someone with facial hair? Uh, yeah. So Ben McAdoo is in uh in the NFL Network. People, I think either Pelissero or uh. 
Who was it there, Nick? Mike Garofalo. Oh, yeah, ben Garofalo. McAdoo as an offensive uh, assistant coach. Oh, boy. The Twitch chat has just exploded. Who? Clap. Championship. Ben Mickey Doo-Doo. Ben McAdoosh. Duck boats. Jesus. Who dat? Er, McAdoodoo? Fire up the duck boats. Ben BMF. Um, who? <laughs> Radio Chick 81, new team who dis. <laughs> well played. Let's hope Ben McAdoo slicks his hair back like he used to. That is the one thing about Ben McAdoo. He has had a... Uh, a Dennis Rodman run of looks over the last, like, three years, wouldn't you say? Because he he was slicking the hair back for a while. Then he had that creepy cookie duster of a mustache. Then he started to let the beard grow in a little bit. And then he, like, shaved all of it and let his hair grow out or whatever. And then I saw him on the sideline where it's, like, slicked back under a visor now. I mean, seriously. There have been some people in, like, television in these <laughs> parts in New England who've had less hairstyles than Ben McAdoo the last four years. Um, I know. You, I guess you can crap all over it based on – and everyone will look at his, you know, head coaching opportunity with the Giants. Hold on. He was replaced by Joe Judge. Okay. <laughs> Yes. That is uh, quite an indictment. Well, that's, that's more of an indictment on the Giants organization uh, okay, more than fair anything. Enough, like, just, but, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, there's the many faces yeah. of uh, Ben McAdoo. That, uh, uh, he Alex did Sam something. also has many, many faces himself as well, but he calls himself Doughboy. Well, like, he's leaned into it. Ben McAdoo was thinking, this might look cool. Yeah, at some point in time, Ben McAdoo did something well in the NFL that convinced ownership <laughs> that he should be a head coach. It's, at some point in time, he I was. Love that. I love that description. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> our next head coach, he's done something <laughs> enough for someone to think he can do this I mean, job. There, and, unless you just, I mean, unless it's like, you know, the whole, like, when, when uh, guys are uh, coordinators and they become head coaches, it just, sometimes it just literally doesn't work. He was, he was there, I think, what, two years? He barely got a he barely got a sniff at doing anything. Then well, they removed him and put Joe Judge in there. He was another one of these guys that, uh, if I were to bust my friend Shimey, who you know the oh new coaches, everybody does the new pants dance for new coaches, and then you realize they're getting pantsed on the sideline. You're like, we better get them the hell out of here, and that's what happened with Ben McAdoo. So here is the here is the run for Ben McAdoo. Okay, O uh, two Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator. Okay. Uh, in 2021, he was a consultant to the Cowboys. 2020, quarterbacks coach Jacksonville. We know how that went. Was that Urban Meyer? Uh, that would have been – might have been Doug Marone. Okay. Stand by. Let me see if I can get a list of coaches. I knew you'd ask me that. No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let me see here. Hold on one second. It's the Dolphins. Yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, so uh, in working backwards, Giants head coach 2016-2017. There's nothing on the Wikipedia for this guy between 2018 and then joining the Jags. He was Giants OC for a couple years before that. Quarterbacks coach in Green Bay two years before that. Tight ends coach two years before that. Assistant O-line coach. The one thing I can say about Ben McAdoo that I do like is that 
He's coached a lot of different positions. So hopefully this is a guy with kind of a 30,000-foot view of putting an offense together, not just, ooh, what trick plays are you calling, but how to make everything. It's it's funny, we were cranking on Matt Patricia. This is the only thing Matt Patricia couldn't do. Get route spacing right, make it all come together from a 30,000-foot view. Hopefully, McAdoo has at least got some experience in doing that. And I don't know why anyone would crap all over this. <clears throat> I mean, just because it's Ben McAdoo and you look at it his history, like, oh, this guy can't do anything. He's incapable of creating any good production offensively. It, he has it, no offensive mind. No, it feels like offensive Joe Judge. That's that's why, in, in a way, I made the Joe Judge reference because yeah. everybody laughs at Joe Judge. And why would you not do the same thing for this guy? Because literally the exact same thing happened. He just coached a different position. Yeah, here's the thing. I am going to reserve judgment on this entire staff. Um, Alex Van Pelt, new offensive coordinator included. Whoever your tight ends coaches, your running backs coaches, whoever is your offensive consultants, whoever is your, hey, I got fired from my one job, uh, but they're still paying me. I just want to hang around. All those guys. I'm gonna. I feel like it's it's only fair to hold off and wait and see, because you have no idea how they're all going to interact. And how they're going to collaborate together. Because that's the key. They're only bringing in people who can collaborate and knock down silos. Yeah. Very important. And that hey, is. Hey, have you ever taken down a silo before? Well, actually, you know, I tried to do it with the Giants with so much resistance. You know what the problem was? We weren't collaborative. Is that a big word here? You know what? This will work. Look at this. We're speaking the same, finishing each other's sentences. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. Oh, man. And every time I hear that word and think about how those conversations go, and one guy wants to do one thing, and one guy wants to do another, and another one says, hey, I've proven this can work, and Gerard Mayo walks in that room, who's he siding with? And but Like, do you have to on side offense, with, as far as players, side with none your of them. coordinator? None you know? of them. None of them. Collaboration's nice until a decision's got to be made, and then somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. Yeah, but what and is I thought the... we're trying to avoid that down there, too. So how does collaboration go with not letting someone down or making them have a sad? I would say, um, don't know a lot about Alex Van Pelt, <clears throat> but the collaboration issue will rear its ugly head when the – I guess the coordinator or your position coach don't respect the head coach. They don't respect his knowledge. They don't respect his ability to lead. They 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 think his decisions are antiquated or just unrealistic. How right? quick do you think veteran assistants sniff that out? Is that quickly? A, is that oh, a process? I would say, or do I would they figure say, it out? Here's quick? what I would say: as quickly as a player would sniff out a bad coach. Ooh. Which I think happens okay. pretty quickly. You know, That's, right away. You're very good at that, by the way. I am. I I think it's, have, I think it's have, obvious. You have good radar when it's, it comes to like your position coaches. Oh yeah. Like, oh, no. You know right away. You know it, it now. If you're young, you have no clue. But if you're older and you've been on crappy teams, I was really blessed in a way. <laughs> I had I had really uh, good coaches. I had crappy coaches. I've had crappy OCs. I've had great OCs. I've had. Uh, I've been on crappy teams and good teams. Like, you know, the, the pendulum swung all over the place. So when you when you go from, like, Dennis Erickson to Mike Holmgren, you're like, holy crap. Jeez, this is different. Then you go to Holmgren to Bill, you're like, wow, this is even better. And then you go to Holmgren to Joe Gibbs, and you're like, holy crap. I thought it was going to get better, but it's worse. So what do you – because I know we want to get to Goodell, but what do you do with McAdoo? If, I'll put it this way: If you're Van, because you because Van Pelt is going to coach the quarterback, we know that. Yeah, he should. Yep. I would just want if I'm um, Gerard Mayo, 
I'm obviously looking for a certain personality type. And I just want as many smart offensive minds as possible mm-hmm. in the room. That's what I want. And I will give them a position and, you know, uh, and they will have their responsibilities. Like Ivan Fears was a running backs coach, but he was also always in charge of third down blitz packages. That was his job. He he gave us the the reads, the tendencies, and 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 once a week he got up in front and he talked. Uh, Dante had obviously the run game and and red zone uh, and, and and goal line. Wow, that sounds collaborative. I'm a little shocked. It's at this. funny. Uh, the tight ends coach was uh, you know in the receivers coach. They all have they delegate. They all hey we I can't do it by myself. Hey, you take third down. Uh, you take for, uh, first and second down. Someone take a short yardage goal line. I'll do it. Okay, good. All right, who's going to take blitz packages? All right, who's going to take, uh, 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 you know, red zone fringe and two-minute? I'll do it. Okay, good. Now, you guys, we all can't do it. We can't do all this stuff, so somebody is responsible. Who's going to be the run game coordinator? Maybe he's a run game coordinator. Maybe he's like Mike McDaniels, and on Sunday he would disappear, and he wouldn't show up till Wednesday, and he pre- he would present Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers, here's your run game. He did this on his own. Kyle Shanahan didn't do any of this, and he would just present the run game to the head coach, and that's what they would use, and they would just call those run plays. Is there anything to having McAdoo coaching receivers? And can you take one guy and have him coach tight ends? No. And receivers? No, no, it's got to no, be a no, split no. job. Yeah, it's got to be split. Yeah, yeah, it can't be both. The only guy that would – that's happened to me before. You spent some time with the offensive line coach, and then you spent some time with the receivers coach, and you're just – it's just it, – it's a terrible, terrible idea. I think in the NFL they can afford to hire a position coach when you're going to have what maybe no four- I don't I don't look at it from a cheap standpoint I'm looking at it from a if we're morphing towards flex tight ends more no, no, than no, ever no, in no. the NFL yeah no I can fine. have the O line coach help the tight ends on their run fits no no you can't I mean you I guess you could. Obviously, but, but it would be a recipe for disaster. Maybe, yeah, it's stupid. I was uh, I was looking to see the coaching staff in 2022 in Carolina. So Steve Wilkes was the interim. I'm just looking for Wait, some in of the 2002 or 2022. Yeah, yeah, 2022. Okay. That's when McAdoo was OC, and you had uh, yeah, Sean Ryan as a quarterbacks coach, Joe Daly, a wide receivers, Kevin M. Gilbride, the tight end coach. I think that's really crazy Kevin's son. Yeah. Um, I'm just <laughs> and the reason I'm looking at these is because both Van Pelt and McAdoo are going to be, in theory, pulling from some of their old offensive staffs to be able to get people in here. Um, now who knows? Maybe Troy Brown is a part of this, and maybe that's something McAdoo has coached tight ends. So maybe that's one of the things that you can do is if you do like Troy or if Gerard would like to keep someone like that around, maybe McAdoo can do the tight end thing, but also it's the keep an eye on what's going on with that guy over there. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if anybody has really held Troy's hand and said, hey, here's some of the things, mistakes that I've made or things that you can learn as a coach or whatever. Yeah, I don't no, know. He's, he's been there long enough. I don't know how much hand-holding he would even need, but – it is interesting. Well, given, like, the, as, given the performance of some of the wide receivers, yeah. he might need a well, little coaching up himself. And wouldn't that be the first position where we're like, okay, this this these this group isn't getting coached 
the right way? Wouldn't you kind of? Wouldn't you kind of do that? We got another uh, breaking news. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Nick was just telling me there's a connection to Green Bay with all these these guys and Elliot. Ah, uh, there it is. There's so the line. We're, so that that's why I gave the thumbs up because it was like, all right, now we're starting to. Like, just like there was the whole Eastern Illinois connection to the Demarcus Covington and the uh, defensive coordinator interviews. Like it was guys who were all a part of that staff where Covington was in Eastern Illinois mm-hmm. in the mid 2010s. Yeah. Hmm. So now we're now we're seeing the tentacles, right? Because only Bill had tentacles, right? Didn't we establish that? I know I'm laying it on for all you Belichick haters, but these are the things that y'all were saying. So, you know, is the Elliot Wolf tree the one we want to sit under and hope a juicy apple falls on our head? It seems like a hybrid of some kind. Yeah, you know what a it is bit. on offense? It's the holy crap. How can we find a way to get experienced people in yeah, here? Yeah, that's it. And that's, that's all it. it is. It's not, hey, I was thinking of this guy. Veterans in the league. The plan yep. is literally coming together as the best plan they can come up with, let me say, is the one that they're coming up with right now because it's literally calling it on the fly because Mayo didn't have a clue of who to get on offense. And it is amazing. I've never seen uh, you know, a situation where every single coach that is hired is is so just, you know, critiqued and dissected. It's like, what is this guy going to do? How is he going to affect? You know, you, you had so many just lifers in those positions for so long. And it was especially on the offensive side of the football. You just knew what they were. You knew what their responsibilities were. And the defensive side seemed to have more attrition for the most part. Yeah. Right? The guys were leaving more than – they didn't have lifers like the the like the, uh, the, the Ivan Fears and the and, and the uh, Dante Scarnecchias of the world. Well, right? yeah. We or thought even, like Chad O'Shea decided to be like, hey, let me go be an offensive coordinator. Now he might circle back well, through that and didn't come work back out either. as an assistant. Right. Well, you find out that some of the guys who are coordinators, they're going to get the opportunity – and then the dudes underneath still need a lot of work and a lot of nurturing. And sadly, those are the people who are in non-play calling roles that are getting OC jobs now and getting elevated because, you know, they, they once drove Sean McVay to the airport or something like that. Christian, what nope. we're about to get into with the Red Sox, is this considered breaking news? Like, do we need the sounder to let Red Sox fans know Something about their team. Uh, let's do it anyways. Let's get excited about Red Sox fever. Huh? There we go. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. It's exciting. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. All right, Red Sox fans, strap in because I have a funny feeling. 617 the number might get a little hot. Netflix is teaming up with Major League Baseball for not one, folks, but two new projects about the Boston Red Sox. For the first time, Netflix will follow an MLB team over the course of a full season. This docuseries will feature unprecedented access to Red Sox players coaches, and executives through the 2024 season premiering in 2025. Later this year, Netflix will premiere a brand new documentary 
looking back at the historic 04 Red Sox season, which culminated in the franchise's first World Series title in 86 years. You rat bastards, you stole our idea. <laughs> in walking back in the 03 season yeah. with Christian Fourier, now everybody yeah. is jumping on this, but uh, I don't know. Initial thoughts. Well, um, God, I was going to call for like the sound of a train going down the tracks because I feel like it's going to be a train wreck. I mean, it's not going to be a glorified fun. I mean, this is going to be a struggle. I mean, I, I usually I feel like they grab a team that is right on the cusp of doing something really cool, right? So they can categorize it, right, and follow it, and look at the rise. And they look now they're at the they're in the World Series. This is a team that finished in last place the last two years. This is a team that has not done anything that doesn't have any stars. This is a team that probably has a lame duck manager this year. No contract extension for Alex Cora. It's going to be rough. Like they're go- they're not going to be any good. I don't know if this so is going to. I, I don't know if this is going to make for a great documentary or docu series or not. Am I just going to get clinically depressed over this? Seriously, like, I, 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 again, there's some in the Twitch chat. You know, are are uh, there's some of the Twitch chat that just hate Alex Core. I think Alex Core. Why? Is why? I asked. I, don't I would know. ask them why do you hate Alex? They Cora? think uh, there's the whole bad manager thing or whatever. It, people again picking nits, picking oh, nits yeah, when literally. it comes to Cora. But in a lame duck year with no roster, I mean, he's got what <laughs> a couple of guys to speak of. You have to pray to God the pitching holds up. Everything's got to go right for this team just to be par, just to get to 500, let's say. And we're going to have a bunch of people from Netflix trailing them around. Uh, Now, some of the intel that we've already gotten on this is that, um, and I know that Coop was on this, and I I think uh, Brad Foe might have a podcast up on it. Coop, you might have to advise us on that. But uh, apparently the Sox do not have final say. According to now, what? again, this is what Coop sent us last night. And mm. if anybody is going to be on this, it's going to be our, our really? guy, Coop. Coop, man, you may need to run in here, Coop. Um, and that, uh, da, 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 let's see here. Here, here are some of the things that we have been told. Okay. okay. Uh, been in the works for a couple years. So that I find that okay. interesting. Now, let's also remember the Fenway Sports Group and the PGA Tour is also doing something with Netflix as well, I do believe. So there's a whole PGA Tour tie-in on the other side of the Fedway Sports Group businesses, right? Players had known it was important for the Sox to get buy-in from them before doing something like this. Apparently, there might be some players who uh, think it's a great idea but don't want to be the main characters of this. Now, I would think... That this is where language issues come into play in terms of who Netflix may or may not highlight. And one would automatically think to Tristan Casas because he's young player, guy you can follow, a little odd as well. It'll make for some good television. Um, apparently, again, according to what we've been told, I guess uh, Raquel Ferreira and uh, Nick Pavetta were instrumental in helping to get buy-in from the clubhouse. She had, Nick to go Pavetta? In, she had to go sell this to apparently. How was he? How was he instrumental in going around to players? Probably being like, "Hey, this is a good thing for you. This is a good thing for your brand." Was that what it would be like? Um, here's the other thing too. From what 
we understand, like, Craig Breslow was all for this. And in the NFL, they protect you against this kind of stuff, right? If you have a first-year head coach, you can't be on hard knocks. And and is that the goal of all this, is to turn this into, like, the baseball version of hard knocks and we're going to see Alex Cora, you know, with his head in his hands, being like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Why do I have this job? This team sucks, da-da-da. Like, are we going to get stuff like that? Uh, you know, again, if we if Netflix has the final say or whatever, then who knows? This thing could end up being a complete just double dog turd. Well, I or guess it could that's, be great if if they have final say, then you will get exactly what you're talking about. Lots of signs of frustration, uh, honest answers from Core that he probably wouldn't want shown on TV. But at the same time, you may you may uh, identify some stars. Some how about some personality? You're going to find out who's got personality, who doesn't. Tristan Casas seems to be the one guy, Mm -hmm. the one name that when I start poking around, everybody talks about. This is the guy. This is the guy. Like this, not Devers being the face of this program. It's it's Casas with all his oddities. Y'all jacked up to uh, see what Yoshida and how different uh, he is a little bit or something like that? No, there's a language barrier with Yoshida. So it's like it's almost impossible to really get close to a guy like that when he has an interpreter. Yeah, here That's you just go. the way it is. Somebody said uh, the three five two on the text the three seven ninety three seven. If it's going to be hard knocks, watching Cora tell someone they are DFA'd. I don't know. If we're going to do any that. I who is I, his henchman? Who's like who's the Turk for the for the Red Sox? Do they have one? I, no, I think I, I'm gonna. I think the managers are a little more hands on on that. Like if it's somebody who gets like a spring training invite or whatever. Okay, maybe he gets the assistant to the traveling secretary. But if it's somebody that's worth a damn in the organization that you think could get called up, I would think Alex might have a little personal touch on that one. Okay, pure guess on All my right. part. Oh, yeah, but, okay. Um, well, I guess I guess for the if my knee jerk reaction, Gresh is I'm obviously intrigued by it, but you're not going to be able to see any of it until 2025 once the season is over. So Coral will probably be gone. Uh, you know, you know who uh, who knows? Uh, Theo may officially be in charge of everything. Maybe the team is even sold by then. Maybe this is part of your big plan. Hey, let me show uh, you know uh, the diversity and the uh, and and uh, how cool it is to own a major league baseball. Will you see John Henry at all? It's all good for business, Buzz. Oh yes, you absolutely will see John. You don't Henry see in him. This. Like, why would you see? Like really? Yeah. Why would he allow himself to be on camera when they don't have final say and he's already nervous about saying things that he shouldn't, knowing that they're going to use it against or use it? Guy don't say nothing anyway. He's just going to be like, oh, here's the owner. No handlers. They have a guy standing there. But if you're, if you're, listen, I hope they do. I hope they try to humanize this guy at least a little bit. Warner doesn't need any humanizing. He's fine the way he is. Cora doesn't either. Henry obviously does. But I doubt they show him how he speaks at all. Uh, so Netflix has already had success with a few like-minded documentary series. They have one, Drive to Survive, Formula One Racing. Which, oh, by geez, the, read that which, when you're done. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm getting there. Which, uh, by the way, would be the next thing I think the Fenway Sports Group will look to get into. But another story for another time. They did something for golf. They did something for tennis and da-da-da. Yeah. Uh, who is this I'm one? About to th- I'm going to throw up when you read the highlighted part. Yeah, I'm. Just I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to find that on here because uh, I think Coop and I are looking at the same story. There's some quotes from Adam Grossman, 
I do believe it is. He is a Red Sox executive vice president and like chief marketing guy. Uh, uh, project needed the Players Association approval. Oh, player rep Nick Pavetta. There's your Nick okay. Pavetta answer. Uh, in terms of, of why he is doing that, right? So they had to go through him to talk to the players. So uh, we want Fenway Park to be a destination is a part of the uh, quote that you said. And they're getting – okay. Say, yeah, uh, Red Sox will not be paid to participate. There's obviously the indirect benefit of enhanced brand exposure to the team. There we go. And it's ballpark. We always want Fenway Park to be a destination – whether that's for season ticket holders that are here 40 or 50 times a year or somebody that's coming for the first time from Japan that has come to Fenway Park, that is a big brand it's, benefit. Dude, I'm telling you, that's all they care about. It's Here's, back to the stupid Fenway experience. Well, right now, what else are you going to sell? Well, that and it's they have a $300 million player that everybody screamed you needed to have, and how many people are hot and horny to watch that guy try to hit 40 bombs this year? Is there anyone? You're talking like Devers, right? Yeah. Oh, or how hot and bothered are you to see the ball boink off his glove, good into the, the third baseline, or how many errors are you excited to see him have this year? I mean, honest to God. Are, are, I, and all, I know Red Sox fans are just finding out about this, but 617-779-7937, does this wet your whistle for the season? I mean, if you're a, if you're a either, I don't know, short-suffering, long-suffering, not-suffering Red Sox fan, is this the kind of thing that's going to make you go, oh, I need to see this when it comes out? Like, it, it, again, it's not going to come out until 2025, so they're going to be doing all the filming and stuff now. And then it is, when do they start to put this out? I don't know if it's a 10-part deal or whatever. I want to jump on your Fenway thing for a moment, please. Go ahead. (laughs) Please, God. Red Sox. I'm going to speak on behalf of people I'm not authorized to speak on, and that would be all of Red Sox Nation. We here in New England understand Fenway. We get it. Stop talking to us like we are goddamn tourists. Stop talking to the people who love your baseball team because they're the baseball team and it's been ingrained in us where we already know we've already uh, we, we've already had the virgin excursion to Fenway Park. And when you lump in the whole, oh, well, you know, the people that go there, Red Sox Nation, we want it to be a destination for them, too. That's great. I love being compared to somebody who's allegedly flying in from Japan to come see the Red Sox and the Royals. We're not those people. That's the that is grinding on me, Christian. Yeah, is it? Were we now? And I think Billy said it, and he nailed it. Off air, stop talking to us like we're tourists. Yeah, we're not from freaking Walla Walla here to take little Pismo to go get a Fenway Frank. That is a great line, though. You know what really grinds my gears? It, it is. It is. That is. You're, you're right. Is right. My front tooth was moving because I'm losing my mind. Because because again, it's like I'm. <laughs> it's like I'm some guy with a freaking yeah. uh, with a, with a, a, a camera wrapped around my neck and a fanny pack with my happy to be in Boston shirt, and then go take my tour at Fenway Park. It, it is crazy that the the uh, the best commodity ah. they are they have to sell. 
the number one commodity that they have to sell is an inanimate object. That's exactly it's right. It. That, that's it. It's, they're not selling the players. They keep pushing the narrative of the Fenway experience that we got to make and we want to, we want to build our brand. We're not, it's, it's crazy. They never really focus on their players. They never try to build the brand of their players. There's nobody who is represented. Nobody. And it, it is amazing to me that like, like the Boston Red Sox are no different than Mike's pastry. The freedom trail, <sighs> Plymouth rock, Cape Cod. You know what? It's a great point. It's all. It's the same. Lump them all into the same thing. It's they're all go. the same. Canopy yeah. Lake Park. Hey, oh, six flags. Hey, can I make it up Mount Washington <laughs> and then make it down in time and here to Boston oh to go to Fenway Park? I, I listen. I'm out. That's what I think. I think. Like. I think I'm like, done. I. It's not. And it's and it. They're really making it too easy. It's just uh, too easy. It, it is. And and again, I'm not if, trying to rip them. And if you and and if the Red Sox knew they were going to do this again, this is not bountiful riches that are going to change, like the uh, the financial prospectus of the Boston Red Sox. Right? It's not going to be a windfall of money where you're going to be like, oh, I can go out and get a thirty million dollar pitcher now. But what are you selling? You're selling a young guy in Casas. You're selling that you pray to God Trevor Story stays healthy. A bunch of AAA players. Your highest oh. your your highest paid guy is is again, I think, someone that fans scream, by God, you gotta have him because you're reacting to a, a, a Bogart's having left. And I don't think there's superstar attachment from fans to that guy the way there was Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz. He just happens to be the highest paid guy on the roster right now. And one of their better players. But I don't know if people love Rafi Devers. And then what's going to go on in the outfield? Oh, my so, word. Uh, Netflix doesn't even think they have a superstar because their tweet to announce the show has Tanner Houck on the mound. But you just see the big Fenway Park sign above yeah. the, press, the press boxes with all the banners underneath. Yeah, it. and it, it their shows picture you. Picture is Tanner Houck. Yeah, I mean Nick Coop, bring that one uh, full screen that you had earlier with Come the quote on. for me in a second. I know we're on a tad bit of delay, but pull is, that up for me real this, quick it, it, because this better it, not just turn into an infomercial for hey everybody come no. see Fenway Park like it is Disney World. It, that's the problem. So Ugh. if you don't have any players to highlight and focus on, right, if you don't have any – because I would say I would sell my players. And I guess here's the thing. Part of the Fenway experience – now, it wasn't the, it was the last one you just had on that you highlighted, okay, about the Fenway experience. I can't see it. Don't worry about it then if you don't have it. If you had good players and you had a good team, the first thing mentioned would be the list of players, young, exciting players yes. that you have – Watch this guy develop. Watch this guy grow. This guy's on the cusp of winning a Cy Young. This guy, we hope he throws a uh, you know a no hitter. You know our manager is young and exciting, and people love him. Wow, this is great. No, it has nothing to do with that. That shows you, and this is why the gaslighting exists. Because on one hand, they're trying to sell me on this team, yet all they focus in on is the stupid ballpark. Mm-hmm. And then how you're going to feel when you walk through the tunnel and you see the field for the first time and you see that big, look at all, look at all that. Oh, what's the Jimmy fun? Well, look at that over there. Well, look at that over there. Hey, where's the red seat? Somebody show me the red seat. Isn't that where Ted Williams hit a ball? Where's that at? Oh my God. Let me go sit it. Yeah, there it is right. Thank you, Coop. We always want we Fenway are- Park to be a destination. 
Whether that's for season ticket holders that are here 40 to 50 times a year or somebody that is coming for the first time from Japan that has to come to Fenway Park, that is a big brand benefit. Well, I'll tell you what, those people that go 40 and 50 times a year, guess what's going to happen after game three? They're going to realize they're in a great ballpark that they like and love, and then they're going to be pissed that there's no starting pitching and that there isn't a bullpen arms and that you don't have another uh, hitter for the middle of the lineup or a tried-and-true leadoff guy. That's what those 40- and 50-timers are going to be doing while everybody else is going to be you know, standing there having their Mary Tyler Moore moment where they're spinning out on the field. I can't believe where I am. Google it, kids. But uh, everything but the product. That's what this offseason. It's going to be an exciting year. But doesn't that what this offseason has felt like? Everything but the product. Let's get this right. Let's get that right. Well, let's get Theo in here. Let's hoodwink people. Oh, yeah, by the way, we'll do this series. Eh, it'll be out a year later. Maybe it'll actually show some chaos. Or not. There you go, folks. Uh, and by the way, the Play Tessie podcast that Coop is a part of, uh, Red Sox CMO Adam Grossman uh, sat down with uh, Boston Sports Gordo and Bradfoe. So that is up right now under uh, Play Tessie. It's ep- episode 36. It says, <laughs> you ready for this? Netflix Sockyu series. I love it. So, That's a uh, title if I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Gordo ain't coming up with any of that. You kidding me? He's too busy aggregating and just throwing stuff on his Twitter handle. Coop's working. You know what I'm saying? So there you go, folks. Any any reaction? Anybody? Anybody horny for this? Anybody? Is there anyone out there that is? Is there yay, anyone out there? Yay! We're gonna get a <laughs> docu series on a team that's got super low expectations going into the year. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 